0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
1: Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show.
0: Thanks for joining me today. I'm glad you could take some time and be present with me on my little space here on the internet on unityonlineradio.org, and I don't know about you guys out there listening, uh, whether you're listening live or joining me on the podcast later, but I've been feeling a lot of anxiety. (laughs) It seems even silly to say that, because we're all just so anxious, everything's been so heightened, we've all had the year from hell, and you know, this year has just started out crazy as well. So we're definitely dealing with a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, and just a lot of craziness. I mean, right before the show today, I was trying to do an Instagram live <laughs> That was causing me anxiety because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm definitely much more comfortable on radio. But everybody says, oh, you have to do video. So I'm, I'm trying mm-hmm. to do that, you know, dipping my toe into the water. But, yeah, all of that stuff brings a lot of anxiety. So that's why I was so happy to be able to look forward to my radio show today where I just feel comfortable and bringing on my guest because she's definitely gonna help us with our anxiety. My guest today is a certified nutritionist and natural health advocate, and she's going to share some information and natural science-based strategies to help us relieve stress and support our mental health by changing up our diet. So my guest today is Liana Werner-Gray, and I first met Liana during my Hay House days, just to give you a little background. And Liana has an amazing story of healing, And she's going to share that with us today, too. And how she started out, she wrote a blog based on um, her experiences with healing through food. And that blog eventually became a book called The Earth Diet. And it was a best And it's just such an amazing story because Liana just did all this grassroots, you know, building this up, getting the Earth Diet book out there and sharing her story with the world. And I worked with Liana during her Hay House Radio show. She did a great show for us there when I was uh, at Hay House Radio. And what was so cool is that Liana would come to the office at Hay House uh, here in Carlsbad, California, and she would create amazing food for us to sample. We had uh, little chocolate things, you know, just all this great stuff. And it was so fun. And Liana was just so passionate with helping people to prepare food and learn about it and really learn how they can heal through their diet. So I've been kind of following her over the years, and I was really happy to see her new book, which is just out now, and it's filled with amazing information and recipes that you can easily add to your lifestyle today to start feeling better. It's called Anxiety Free with Food, available right now. You can get it on Amazon, uh, your local bookstore, and I definitely urge you to pick this up. And also, head over to Liana's website if you want to find out more about her, LianaWernerGray.com. So, Liana, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that we can chat today. This will be fun.
1: Diane Ray, thank you so much for that amazing intro. And I'm so glad to be back on air with you again. And yeah, very excited to talk about anxiety and becoming free of that.
0: Well, we definitely need to free ourselves from anxiety. That's for sure. And I just wanted to share a little bit of your story because you're you're one of the hardest working people in showbiz. I mean, you're out there, you're hustling, and you're really you're sharing your your story and your experiences with the world. And this book, I think, is your your ultimate your ultimate contribution. I'm I'm really loving it. And I like how you're explaining to people in an easy way, you know, using a lot of research on how we can eat our way to calm as you talk about here in the book. So I want you to share a little bit about your healing story because you really came to this work through personal experience and you really were able to help yourself heal through changing your diet.
1: Yeah, you know, I never could have imagined that I would be doing this as a mission and purpose and career. Now, this is not what I set out to do when I was younger. And it all started when I hit a rock bottom with my health, and I know that's a catalyst for many people to make a turning point and to transform their lives and become a lot healthier. So, it was a huge blessing in disguise, and it started when I I grew up in Outback Australia in Alice Springs, which is right in the middle of Australia. And half of my school were Aboriginal and the other half were white kids. And so we learned a lot about Indigenous culture. And we were taken out on school excursions and taught about nutrition and healing and about the healthiest way for us to live and to eat was to be able to go out to our own backyard, or in our case, the bush, and pick fruits and vegetables and seeds and nuts straight from the earth and eat them because they gave us a lot of nutritional value and a lot of healing energy, that spirit, that God energy. And so I remember learning this from age five and was thinking, wow, okay, this is this is great. So the indigenous people had zero health issues. There was no diagnosis of anything. They didn't have cancer or diabetes or depression or, um, you know, their Their main anxiety was, okay, how do we get enough food? How do we survive in this heat? Different kind of struggles that we have today. And then when I went away for university, I went to Brisbane City. That's when I started to dabble in eating sugar and sugary foods like lollies or candy. I would eat a lot of, try a lot of fast foods and it was like a drug for me because I never really had it before. And at the same time I felt guilty because I knew that this food was so far removed from nature and that I wasn't getting any nutritional value. I was just eating all this delicious tasting dead matter. And so I became very quickly addicted and addiction runs in my family. And that's one of the things I do with my clients and patients today as we look at the family history of, okay, what challenges do we foresee or what things are you facing because of family history? So I quickly became addicted to this high, this drug high of eating sugar food and fast foods. And so I told myself every single week, okay, on Monday I'm going to start again. I'm going to be healthy and I'll never eat this junk food again or these cookies or candy again. And this vicious cycle continued for five years, and I was not able to stop it, and I felt like the addiction was always so much stronger until I hit rock bottom, and I ended up in hospital with a golf ball-sized tumor It was 3.7 centimeters. It was in my lymphatic system on the right side of my neck, bulging out of my neck, and I had a biopsy done, and I just remember sitting there thinking, like, what have I done to myself? And so that was my wake up call and that's when I really surrendered and I was I was like universe god god if you exist I really need to break this addiction to junk foods and how do I stop eating junk foods when they just taste so good in the moment and so that's when I really started to seek healing and i knew that i didn't want to get surgery done i knew that i just didn't want to cut it out because i i knew i had to go in and do the inner work and actually heal for good otherwise it would just come up somewhere else and you know i thought that my biggest problem is actually this impulse and this addiction to junk food more so than the tumor the tumor was just an outcome of that and so that's when i really started to seek new things and that kind of cracked me open to be more open to healing, hearing other things about healing. And so that's when I started to learn about the lymphatic system, detoxing. I knew that I had to detox my body because it was so polluted and it had become nutrient deficient over the last five years. And I knew I had to basically overdose my system on nutrition while detoxing out all of these toxins and these chemicals from my body that was accumulating in my lymphatic system. And so I went on this detox kick and started juicing, and I write about the exact protocol in my books, especially in the Earth Diet book. But in a nutshell, in three months, after drinking six juices a day, a lot of coffee enemas and colonics, and something that I now call the upgrade system, and this is how I broke addiction to junk food and sugary foods, is Every time I had a craving for something, whether it was chocolate or McDonald's or French fries, burgers, chicken nuggets, I thought, okay, how can I make this using more wholesome ingredients? So I started making everything at home. And if that sounds like tiring and impossible to some people, I get it because people are busy. But these days it's so much easier because you can just order food, you can go to Whole Foods, you can go to health food stores. We can basically eat our way out of addiction. And it's so simple these days. You don't have to make it all yourself at home. And so in three months, the tumor was completely dissolved. And that's what led me to the blog, to the Earth Diet blog. And I just really wanted to share this with the world. And I thought there's nothing else I want to do ever again other than tell people that it's possible to be set free from this impulse eating, this binge eating, emotional eating, stress eating, and addiction to food and to completely have the health transformed. And so I've been doing that now for coming up on 12 years, and I'm so excited about it still. And, you know, you said I'm hardworking. I would say I'm so hardworking because there's so many people out there that are seeking help and wanting help and healing information. And so, you know, I get hundreds of questions and messages every single day. And so it's like, well, you know, why stop when there's all these people to be helped
0: Right. Well, I mean, it's such a it's such a great thing that you're out there sharing your story and and putting this all out in the world, because, you know, as as you learned, like in your time. Uh, spent during the the hay house days, you know we really do have a lot more control over our our health, you know our life like we don't have to just accept these things that are happening to us and you know in addition to western medicine which which is fantastic, you know we also have this ability to learn about foods and change our our thoughts and beliefs and really affect. What's going on in our body and with the tumor that you had, I mean, were they able to really draw a direct correlation to what was going on with, you know, how you were eating and how you were living as the cause of it?
1: Well, I saw three different doctors and. Basically, one of them was completely conventional. And he said, you know, I think it's from a cat allergy. Um, and that to me just did not resonate because I'd never been allergic to cats. I'm still not allergic to cats. So I went and saw two other more functional doctors through a naturopath that I was working with, and she helped me heal. And they they got it. I mean, they knew, yeah, if especially if you have any kind of tumor or mass or any kind of cancerous cells in your lymphatic system it comes down to that it's it's very simple to them that there is an overload of toxins or rubbish in the lymphatic system and the lymphatic system is not able to remove it all because that's the job that's the role of the lymphatic system is to remove all the toxins from the body and so I had put way too many toxins in that it was overloading my system and my lymphatic system could not catch up so and then I researched them all and learned all about the lymphatic system and totally resonated with me and because of my upbringing too I knew that what I was doing was treating my body you know like a a trash bag and I was just like "Ah, putting so much bad foods into it and I wasn't getting nutritional value at all and so the doctors you know explained this to me and they're like your immune system's very low my blood work was on the verge of leukemia I basically had like no immune system. I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue as well. I was very sick. My digestive system was not working very well at all. And so, yeah, they explained this to me. They're like, you need to get your immune system boosted. You need to detox out your body and help your lymphatic system out. And so I was very fortunate to have people like that with such expertise
0: Right. No, you definitely were. And, you know, what was interesting as I was reading the book and just, you know, kind of watching you over this time and, you know, the time that we we're working together, I never realized that you were dealing with a lot of anxiety and you know emotional stuff and like you always just seem so together you know (laughs) like and i guess that's common for a lot of people you know they put on that face and you can go out and do your job and interact with the public and do all these things and people don't really know how you're feeling or what you're dealing with on the Mm -hmm. inside So, I mean, I think that's, that's such an interesting thing too. And, you know, something we definitely want to touch on. So, you know, I want to talk about that. some of the sources of anxiety. And, you know, you, you mentioned that the, the foods you were eating and just, you know, kind of treating your body as as a trash bag. I mean, that was also the source of your anxiety too, right? That was definitely not helping it. It may not have been the exact source, but was certainly aggravating that.
1: Well, you know, I've done a lot of work with this anxiety, depression issue since I was diagnosed when I was 25. And you're right, I knew you during that time. And a lot of people are able to just kind of work and, and get through it. I knew that no matter how bad I felt, that I did not want to let the anxiety and depression affect my work. So I always did my best to show up the best I could and to help people. And also, when we put ourselves in a position of helping people, our problems and worries seem to go away in for that moment, anyway, and so I would just deal with that you know by myself, but I did a lot of work for healing anxiety, and depression, and a lot of it honestly was a spiritual and emotional and mental and a lot of it i I realized came from my past. There were traumas as a child, and I think that all of us experienced certain traumas as a child, just some to different degrees and so I had to go back and really heal those things and kind of uncover them. I'd kind of blocked them or shoved them down and so That helped a lot. But then once I had really done, I felt like a lot of healing on my past and really connected to, you know, my spirituality got so much healthier and stronger, really connected to God. I felt like, why am I still having anxiety and why is it heightened? And this is when I had a nudge that perhaps it wasn't spiritual, mental, emotional, where my anxiety coming from. And perhaps the anxiety was coming from a chemical thing or a nutrition deficiency or something food based. So I went and got a blood test done, and sure enough, I found out the cause of my anxiety was completely because of nutrition. And it was because I was deficient, very deficient in omega 3 fatty acids. And I could not believe this. I thought, wow, okay, so this is one of the causes of anxiety. And after that, I went down the rabbit hole and I found out other things we're deficient in. We will also have anxiety. And so I started to take fish oil supplements and then started to eat more wild salmon and eat more healthy fats. You know, I was trying to avoid fats, but this is definitely not a good idea if anyone has anxiety because the brain needs really good healthy fats. So I started eating a lot more walnuts and avocado and chia seed and hemp seed and making smoothies with MCT oil. And within three days, Diane, I felt so much different. I felt way better. I felt more focused. I felt like my brain was more whole. I didn't feel like I was on edge and this is a thing when we eat certain foods that are anxiogenic, they're proven to cause anxiety. It puts our nervous system on edge. So then if something stressful happens in our life, it just we get triggered and the anxiety just goes skyrocket high. And so I when I realized this like wow, okay, I was able to really reduce my anxiety and clear it within days of just Addressing this nutritional deficiency, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to write about next. This is my next passion. So I went down, you know, the rabbit hole for months and months and months of researching, researching all these different studies, and um, a lot of causes of anxiety. I'm not talking about the other things like the, you know, trauma and emotional and mental, but a lot of anxiety is purely caused from nutritional reasons and that's why I wanted to put together this book so that at least people dealing with anxiety could hit that target and think okay at the end of each day you know what I'm I hit all my nutritional strategies for reducing anxiety so if there is any other anxiety then they can do some other work in other healing areas but this will help so many people who are suffering with anxiety especially purely from just nutritional reasons and one of them is being deficient in certain nutrients, and then there's a whole other list of things in my book of why we get anxiety as well.
0: Right. It's so interesting to find out the food and supplements that can really help anxiety and depression. And I noticed a, a big difference. I mean, we've heard a lot over the past few years about things like vitamin D, uh, omega-3 that you mentioned, and also magnesium. And I experienced that where I was, you know, really deficient in magnesium. I mean, you don't know, you know, like you have no idea really what's going on until you, you know, you get tested. And I was having, you you know, horrible issues with sleep, and just how quickly after adding a, a really good magnesium supplement and kind of cleaning up my diet a little bit more, that made such a difference in my sleep. And I was able to sleep through the Mm. night. And if I had to wake up, I could go back to sleep easily. So it really is interesting. And there's so much great information to share in the book. I really hope that people pick this up because it makes so much sense. Once you clean up some of this other stuff that you really have control over, then you can address the other Emotional things that might be hiding in the past, you know with a good therapist and and things like that, you know, Mm -hmm. really kind of dig in and see what's going on. I'm talking with Liana Werner Gray about her book anxiety free with food, and so much great information in here. And in the book, you share nine key principles for nourishing our nervous system. And we don't have to go through all of the nine, but just before the break, you know, maybe you could share a couple of those with the, with the listeners today?
1: Yeah, for sure. So one of the principles is making sure that you are, you aren't deficient in any nutrients. So if you really are experiencing a lot of anxiety, I would suggest getting a blood test done and ask for your whole nutritional panel and just say, you want to make sure you're not deficient in magnesium. Like you mentioned, that's a big one, vitamin D, also iron, selenium, and, and omegas and amino acids. So just check all those levels and then you can always address them with supplements or eating more of those foods. And then another really key principle is, and I know people have heard this, is preserving gut health because gut health really is connected to the brain and really does contribute to anxiety. So creating a really healthy gut microbiome And that's created with eating really good healthy foods and also supplements can help immensely and just to create a really healthy gut environment. And that's going to in turn create a very healthy brain environment as well. And so there was an interesting study that showed that people with anxiety have a different gut microbiome than people who don't have anxiety. So this was really interesting. So this shows us how much anxiety really does affect our gut and can lead to IBS. You know, IBS is the gut's anxiety, basically. because it's very irritable, very stressed out gut. And then another principle number two is to... Do a detox if necessary. So if you feel like you haven't done a detox for a while, then, and I suggest doing one once a year just to maintain, just to give the body a nice cleanse. Do a detox. And I have a seven-day eating plan in the back of the book that you can follow for seven days this will be a great detox and also really good nourishment as well and there's also recipes for people who have a sweet tooth and who would like to eat something like cookie dough or chocolate balls there's a way to eat these things that are sweetened with honey or maple syrup that aren't neurotoxic like white sugar is and that won't cause anxiety but will in fact reduce your anxiety and has a lot of magnesium especially in chocolate recipes and cacao recipes
0: and I remember you making those at the office, the uh, the chocolate.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, those that was great. one of the OG recipes from the Earth Diet. That's what helped me stop yeah. eating the conventional chocolate. I remember making for you guys the chocolate balls, the cookie dough, and then I made some cashew ice cream bites with chocolate sauce at one point as well. <laughs>
0: So, you don't have to deprive yourself if you have a sweet tooth. There are things that you can substitute that are much better choices. And it's so interesting what we've found out about the microbiome. Like, this was stuff that I had never heard of, you know, until a few years ago and the brain gut connection. And the more I found out about that, it just made so much sense. You know, I, I mean, I would personally, I always feel things in my stomach, you know, and that'll Mm. be the first thing to go out of whack, you know, with heartburn or digestive issues or something like that. That's definitely where I'm going to feel anxiety and stress. And so it makes so much sense to learn a little bit more about that, and really find out what you can do to improve your gut health and another big game changer for me was probiotics and once I started Mm -hmm. learning about that and adding a really good probiotic to you know my my daily supplements every day I take one every day and I also learned to switch them up which I I hadn't learned about you know initially I just kind of found one and I took it for a while but then I I learned you had to kind of switch it up so that you had a really good um you know, a good collection of of that that flora in your stomach. So, that yes, that whole exactly. thing is a game changer. That that's interesting. So, do yeah, you take probiotics? Also,
1: my gut health as well, and I do them every day.
0: Yeah. It makes it it makes a huge difference. So we're just going to take a break in a couple of minutes. And if you're listening, and you're out there live, you happen to be spinning around on the internet, and you want to join the conversation, 816-251-3555 is the number to call to join us. And I'm I'm really loving the book. I think it's great. And the the cover is really nice, too. (laughs) I don't know who did your cover, but they did a great job. You know, the book is beautiful. So we're also going to be talking about some recipes. And like you mentioned, cooking, some people are a little afraid of that, or they think that it's going to be a major hassle. And I watched you whip up, you know, the the cookie dough and, and that kind of stuff. It's really not that difficult to make those changes.
1: Yeah, it's really the opposite. It's incredibly simple. And people are mind blown how simple it is. But that's how it should be.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It should be easy. And it should be fun. And have you found like with your travel? I mean, do you think it's easier to eat a lot healthier, you know, on the go or in airports? I mean, are you seeing things change?
1: I am yes oh my gosh so since you know 12 years ago when I first started it is so much easier now to be healthy everywhere I go airports everywhere there's so many more healthier options it's it's really incredible how the health revolution has taken place and yeah it's now is the easiest time to be healthy because we have so many options everywhere
0: Right. I mean, we're seeing even fast food places are jumping on the bandwagon, you know, Burger King came out with the impossible burger. And when I go to the grocery store, I'm seeing different substitutes, a lot more options. You know, if you don't want to go for meat, you can try some of the meat based substitutes for burgers Mm -hmm. and things like that. So it it really gives you hope that it's not so difficult. That you can really do it. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about that as well in the next segment and also how we can get toxic foods out of our diets. And, you know, a lot of people say eating organically is too expensive. I mean, real quick, what do you think about that?
1: well think it's it can be but also people? it doesn't have to be so if i have that in the earth diet book actually like the cheapest healthiest foods to eat but if you stick to things like beans organic rice lentils a lot of vegetables it's actually not that expensive plus you're also investing in your health and your future health so if you are eating cheap foods now that aren't healthy and you get you know a cancer later on that's it's obviously not going to be worth it
0: Right, right. That's so true. I'm talking to Liana Werner Gray, anxiety-free with food. I'm Diane Ray. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll take a short break, and we'll be right back.
1: We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
0: Welcome back to Be Present, The Diane Ray Show. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining me after the break. I'm continuing my conversation with Liana Werner-Gray about her new book, Anxiety-Free with Food. And Liana is a certified nutritionist and natural health advocate who is really passionate about sharing these natural science-backed strategies. She did a lot of research into the info in this book to really educate people on how you really do have control or a lot of control over your your state of mind, your well-being and how you can support that with your diet and with the foods that you're eating. So you really can be an anxiety-free with food. And you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, I mean, if you're not feeling anxiety uh, right now you're probably dead, you know, so <laughs> you're not listening to the show. <laughs> All of us are dealing with anxiety and depression and you know craziness at just an unbelievable level. So the information that Leon is sharing in the book is really gonna be helpful and so we were talking a little bit before the break about you know getting toxic foods out of our diet and you know eating organically, and you were saying that you know people that will complain about the price of organic food there's i mean that's an argument but i mean there's there's still a lot of ways that you don't have to spend a ton of money to eat healthy it's you don't have to do that
1: right you don't have to do that at all there are ways around it and you just have to be very creative when i first started i had no money none And I remember going to the health food store with $40, which these days can buy you two jars of almond butter. So obviously, if you want to eat healthy and organic, you know, you don't buy things like almond butter or an $8 chocolate bar. You buy the ingredients and then make those things at home yourself quite easily, actually. And I have so many recipes for those in my book. But if you add, when you start to add meats, that's when the price goes up. So you could do a lot of veg very plant rich, like the beans and lentils and and rice. Those are all a lot cheaper. And then also, a lot of places now are getting community gardens, and you could also look at growing your own garden. Even just a few things that maybe you eat the most, like if you want to do lettuce or kale, and then you can have salads, you know, every week straight from your garden. That's going to save you. Just one kale is like three or four dollars these days, so you can grow that quite quite easily yourself. But there are ways around it you just have to stay open to being really creative. Right. And the other
0: thing that I liked about the book is your philosophy on plant based eating versus meat inclusive eating. And you have an open minded approach. And I know there's a lot of research on the benefits of a plant based diet. And that's not disputed. I mean, I, I think that we can all agree that it's it's definitely better to add a lot more plants and fruits and vegetables to your diet, but you don't demonize right. the people that do choose to add meat to their diet. So I I just thought that was yeah I thought that was interesting.
1: That's really important because there are studies are great showing that plant-based foods are really good and people are getting a lot healthier because of it. But there are also studies that show that people who are strictly vegan, so that's plant-based means you're plant-based and you do incorporate some animal things here and there. If you're vegan, that means you never have anything animal. So there were some interesting studies that showed vegans and vegetarians actually suffered with more anxiety and depression than people who incorporate some meat. So I really think the go-to diet here with anxiety and stress and depression is a lot of plants, so very plant-based, very plant-rich, but also incorporating some eggs and some wild fish and organic chicken and grass-fed beef here and there. And I know some people are just, they want to be vegan 100%, that's fine. They can be, they will have to be vigilant to make sure they're getting enough omegas and protein and aminos. And then there was also studies that show that people who eat too much protein and too much meat also have more anxiety and depression. So it's finding that in between of, okay, and that's what I am very plant rich and will just incorporate some animal protein here and there, just when I feel like my body needs it. But there's a lot of studies that show that animal proteins really help the brain function optimally and reduce anxiety immensely.
0: Right. It's it's a more individualized approach. And I like that you tailor a lot of your recipes in here. I mean, you have a lot of vegan options for the vegans out there and also some great advice for people that might not be comfortable completely removing um, every animal product uh, from their diet. And I think also a big part of if you are going to add some, you know, meat to your diet, I think sourcing it is also really important, you know, make, making sure that you're getting something that's, that's really good and maybe not mass- you know, marketed Definitely not
1: mass marketed. Definitely not factory farming. In fact, you want to try and avoid that at all costs. And it is more toxic than you may think eating factory farm chicken or eggs or beef. It is really toxic. And the meat is also contaminated with antibiotics. And that's why you see so many... so many things these days saying antibiotic free and people are probably like, what? I didn't even didn't know like that it was contaminated in the first place. And that's what messes with our gut and our gut microbiome. And that is one of the causes for anxiety as well is eating factory farmed meat. So you definitely want to make sure you're sourcing meat from a clean source. In fact, I won't eat meat unless it's coming from something clean. I would rather starve than eat that kind of meat. So definitely avoid at all costs.
0: Right. That's a a good point. And let's go over just some of the foods that you do mention for reducing anxiety. You have the great top 10 here, top 10 foods for reducing anxiety. So you had mentioned, you know, kale, dark leafy greens, walnuts. And I've, I've gotten a new love for walnuts, I have to say. It used to be the one nut that i just really didn't like <laughs> but i've found a lot more uses for it you know over the past few years and i love how they look like little brains and you mentioned that mm-hmm. they are really good for your brain so that's kind of a good reminder turmeric wild salmon other fatty fish avocados another thing that i've really grown to love olive oil coconut oil broccoli cacao and ginger and these are the top 10 foods that you say to Add into your diet to really help reduce anxiety?
1: Yes, these foods are all proven to be anxiolytic, so they help to reduce anxiety immediately. So it is like an instant drug, basically a natural drug, and they're really high in antioxidants, magnesium. A lot of them have really good healthy fats. Actually, most of them have a lot of good healthy fats, except for the dark leafy greens, And so that's a common thread with all of these is really good, wholesome, healthy fats for the brain and magnesium and a lot of antioxidants. And then I have recipes that incorporate all of these top 10 ingredients and how to get them more into your diet. And one way is you could make some chocolate Brownies, some chocolate walnut brownies with some ground up walnuts. So delicious. It makes a very moist brownie. It's incredible, gluten free. And then also, you can make some walnut crusted chicken, chicken tenders. So instead of using a flour, you can use a walnut flour. So you just blend it up in your blender and then dip the chicken in that. And you can bake that or fry that in some coconut oil. It is delicious.
0: That does sound delicious. And you have turmeric on here as a a food when people might think of that as a spice. And I've been reading so much about turmeric. Also, I think it's called curcumin, right? Curcumin uh, taken as a supplement form. And what is so great about turmeric? I mean, I know people that Indians have known about this. People in India have used turmeric for years. And it just Mm -hmm. has so many benefits. It's like this, this super... The super supplement, you know, spice that super we herb. didn't really pay attention to,
1: yeah. And how do yeah, you super use that herb with superpowers? Well, it's really known for being an anti-inflammatory, and that is because of the compound curcumin. So it helps boost also the conversion of plant-based omega-3 fatty acid ALA into DHA, which is essential for brain function. So not only is it really good for anti-inflammatory, it does help with conversion. And that's another thing is when we're eating certain nutrients and certain foods, we want to make sure we're actually absorbing as as many vitamins from them as possible. And so turmeric can really help with that. And if people don't like the taste of it, you can always take a supplement that's really helpful.
0: I think a little bit of turmeric sometimes will go a long way. I mean, even if you're using it just to make something look better, you know, the color.
1: Yeah, and that's why I put it in the walnut-crusted chicken tenders because you just put a little bit of turmeric and it comes out golden golden brown, orange kind of color. It looks incredible. And you can always sneak it in soups and vegetable stir-fries as well and pasta sauces. If you put a little bit in there, no one will ever taste it.
0: Right. You can slip that in. Like for kids that are really picky, you know, put that in there. So what are the things that when we're looking to start cleaning things up, what should we just take out of our diets immediately? Like the the most toxic foods out there that we should be avoiding altogether.
1: Yeah. The number one is refined sugar. So that's white sugar and corn syrup. That's proven to be the number one anxiogenic substance and it causes anxiety immediately so it might relieve some people's stress for a few minutes but after that it wreaks havoc on the nervous system and the brain and the gut and then it will try and balance itself out and it's it leaves the body in an anxiety wreck basically. So this is one food if I had a a wish or a dream it would be to see refined sugar be removed from the food system because the food system in itself is unfortunately creating a lot of mental health issues like anxiety. So there's a lot of research in my book about why refined sugar is so bad for us. And it is very different to natural sugars. And so it's actually quite easy to cut out refined sugar because we have so many alternatives. And so we can have honey and maple syrup and fruit and dates and coconut sugar. There's no need for us to have things with white sugar anymore. So I definitely would encourage people, if that's the only one thing you can cut out at the moment, definitely you want to cut out that one, which you can still enjoy these amazing sweets and treats as long as they are made with wholesome sugars.
0: And what about raw sugar? Would that be considered refined?
1: Yeah, raw sugar is still um, refined, but it is better than white sugar. So if we want to know like the process of anything or how healthy is this, we just have to say, okay, what process did it go through to get from earth to get into my hands? Some foods don't even start from earth. (laughs) They, They just come straight from a machine or a lab. But so, white sugar, for example, comes from raw sugar. And if you go to a raw sugar, a raw cane sugar farm, it's amazing. I definitely encourage everyone to do that so you can kind of see the process. And you can get a raw cane sugar stalk and crack it open and suck the juice from it. And it comes out to be this beautiful like sweet syrup. And that's considered actually quite healthy. There's a lot of nutrients in raw cane sugar juice. But then what happens is they take this juice and it is a liquid. It's like a sap from this cane sugar stalk. They take this liquid and then process it. So how it gets to white crystallized sugar is really scary. And I went to India and I saw one of the plants doing it and they basically take this this sap and they boil it down. So it becomes very sticky. It becomes very dark. And then, so then they go and take it to a factory and crystallize it. And that's when it's raw sugar, which is, it's great, right? It still went through a big refinement, but it is better than white sugar because then they bleach it to get the sugar white. So white sugar is more processed than raw sugar, but I would also stay away from raw sugar cane sugar and just stick to the more natural wholesome sugars especially honey honey is completely natural comes straight from the earth or for a totally vegan option as well you could just do fruits like dates are so sweet um or coconut sugar as well or maple syrup
0: Right. Sugar is just such a trigger for so many people. And, you know, I I mean, I'm not in an office anymore. But when I was, you know, in the afternoon, I'd start walking around the building and grabbing Hershey Kisses and candy and stuff from people's desks. You know, everybody had a stash. And (laughs) you would hit that at the, you know, at the end of the day, later in the afternoon, as you started to crash a little bit, and you needed a boost. But then you'd only get that that lift for a short period. And then you're right back where you started, if you Mm -hmm. were just relying on sugar. So really cutting that out. And one thing that I've done that I've really noticed a difference is cutting out soda. And I would say I'm like 90, you know, 5% for the most part that I just I just don't drink soda. I mean, I will every once in a while, sometimes I'll have a Coke or whatever, but I mean, I'm not, some people drink like gallons every day. They'll go get the big gulps. And I just Mm could not imagine pouring that much sugar into your body. When I think one can is what 35 or 36 tablespoons, you know, of sugar in a can of Coke. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's ridiculous. Like no wonder we're all addicted, you know, we're, we're drinking this stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's really, that's really poison. So yeah. Cutting out the sugar is great. Are there a couple of other things that we could, try to omit from our diets as well in addition to that
1: yeah so another neurotoxic food is chemicals preservative additives fillers emulsifiers so things that are also genetically modified things that are created in a lab so those are very chemical based and the body is very resilient so it can eat them and overcome them but not for A long period of time and especially not for every day. You know, Diane, like you said, you might have a a soda once in a while and that's a great balance for some people, you know, once every three months, for example, or every four months. And then you feel like, you know, that's definitely a more balance. If you're drinking those kinds of things like every day, that's you're getting into the danger zone. You're basically asking for, you know, some health issues. So anything that is processed has all of these other neurotoxins like the GMOs or if you're reading the ingredient labels and it says blue color 5 or E 600, 9,000 9, or all these like really crazy long words that you know that you couldn't find the seeds for or you couldn't grow them in your own garden. Those are the things we want to stay away from. They're proven to be neurotoxic. So they do affect the brain and the nervous system. And these are found in processed foods. So once people get back to living a more natural diet or looking to the earth to eat more whole foods, then you naturally avoid all of those crazy chemicals anyway.
0: So when you're making choices, and you mentioned something in the book called the food upgrade mindset, and I thought that was so great because I, when I go to a restaurant or I'm ordering something even if it's through a takeout I try to have this conversation in my mind well what what's the healthier choice and so I have that battle in my head like you know the angel and the devil on your shoulder you know don't get that get this you know so there's ways that you can make those choices and get into a habit of doing that and you talk about that in the book
1: Yeah, exactly. And this really is the key in also my nutrition practice and my specialty is helping people with that upgrade approach because that's what stops people from being healthy in the first place. And they're thinking, you know, it's going to be really hard for me to give up pizza or chocolate or cookies. And so this concept isn't about deprivation or giving those things up. It's finding a new way to enjoy them to either buy them or make them yourself and it's really cracked through a lot of people with who are very addicted to certain foods or to sugars it's really been very helpful and it's just a mindset so once people have that mindset and learn it you have it for life and you're good to go
0: right and you go into that into the book it's it's such a great way to think when you're in a restaurant or you're at the grocery store and you're trying to make those choices. And I mean it, it makes a lot of sense to stay away from processed food. So what do you think about like the beyond meat and the impossible burger and that kind of thing? I mean we're getting to the point where they are creating meat substitute in labs. Is there one mm-hmm. that's better than the other because I've read one is kind of a little more toxic than the other. Like if you're making For that sure. kind of choice.
1: Yeah. So we as soon as we read the ingredients, we know if something is good for us or not. So when I saw the Impossible Burger, I read the ingredients and I was like, "Oh, what what is this ingredient in it?" And it's um they put heme, which is a if you get to the bottom of that, it is a genetically modified um ingredient. And so and then I looked at where it came came from and it was created in Silicon Valley. So I, I was like, "Oh, uh yeah. Okay. This is, this is not natural. It's, you know, that is not a natural thing. So, um, yeah, so definitely impossible burger. You know, I stay away from would not eat it. I would rather, yeah, not eat not eat anything rather than impossible burger. Beyond Burger is a little different because it does have more wholesome ingredients, but it gets some criticism because it has, you know, a bit of canola oil, but it is non-GMO canola oil and for someone to eat something like the Beyond Burger, that can be a lot healthier than them going and getting a McDonald's burger. So if you had to choose, that is going to be a major upgrade and that's why the upgrade process is the upgrade process because it's like you can just take one upgrade, two upgrades. You can take a few levels up to eating that food. So I actually do encourage people to enjoy the, the Beyond Burger, but, you know, obviously not every day. It does have some canola um, and, you know, it's processed, but you could take – you technically could take all the ingredients for the Beyond Burger if you had them at your home and blend it up and make it yourself. So that way you know, okay, it's relatively natural. It's relatively wholesome. So I definitely am all for the Beyond Burger being an upgrade.
0: Right. I've tried it and it's actually really good. I I was surprised. I mean, it's not exactly like like a burger, you know, but it could still help you if you're having that that craving for one, and you want to make a healthier choice, if that's available, you know, you might want to check it out. And like we were talking about before, you know, a lot of these things are a lot more readily available. I mean, I see it in my local Ralph's, you know, the grocery store here. And it's it's pretty easy to get and just mm-hmm. try it out, you know, try it out and see. I mean, I love those veggie patties. Trader Joe's has these great, you know, veggie patties that I, I would rather eat a lot of times than a regular burger. So just kind of making those substitutions and and having fun with it and see what you like best. I think that's a great way to experiment. So, I mean, in addition to cleaning up our, our diets, which is a, a great thing to do this year, you know, what a great resolution. Let's clean up our, our terrible diets. What are some of the other things that you do to try to reduce the stress and anxiety level in your life? I mean, do you like to work out? You know, do you do yoga? Do you walk? I mean, are there things that you know, what are your go tos?
1: Yeah, well, other than food, um, especially cacao, I'm a huge proponent for a chocolate is medicine. Other than yeah. foods, I de- I definitely have a yoga practice. I've been doing yoga since I was 17, and that just feels so good. And then also a lot of grounding work, so barefoot whenever I can at the ocean or the park on the grass. And then I also have things, you know, I have an apartment in New York City, and which is very very heightened energy of anxiety in New York City. So I have things like crystals, crystal therapy in my room and a burn different incense and have an EMF blocker as well. And um, I also do a lot of prayer. Prayer helps so much, having a strong prayer life, meditation And I always have aimed to have a day off. So I'll have Sunday off as a reset just to myself, just to really relax and reset. So that helps me keep that balance as well and not get too overwhelmed with feeling like I'm being taken over by the world type thing. So it's it's definitely keeps me more like relaxed and, and happy.
0: So on Sunday, do you unplug from social media and the phone and computer and all of that?
1: I do. Yeah. I try my very best to it. I mean, now I'll listen to some things on my phone since I'm not able to go, you know, places live on Sundays. It was a little harder last year, 2018 when I was traveling or 2019 when I was traveling so much, sometimes I would have a major food show on Sunday or Monday. So I had to adjust my days, but I always scheduled in one day just to read reset and I do try and keep my phone off for 24 hours and I find That's that so I hard. feel like a completely refreshed different person after those 24 hours it's inc- an incredible feeling
0: I have to try that I need to do the 24 hour phone detox you know no texting mm. um no no logging on to facebook and that and that kind of thing Uh, Because it can that just gives you anxiety. (laughs) Social media gives you anxiety. So at least one day, you know, and you're so good at managing your your social media marketing, you know, I see you out there, you know, doing videos and, and posting and all of that. So I, I think it's great to hear that you try to just unplug, you know, and give yourself that time. Do you do any kind of meditation or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I do. I do some meditation. My boyfriend practices transcendental meditation. So he's super zanned out like all the time. (laughs) Meditation definitely works. I can tell you. Uh, I do some meditation. Yes. And that helps very much as well, just to really slow down the thoughts and realize, oh, I don't have to believe every thought that I think. And there is space between me and that thought. So that helps a lot.
0: Right. It definitely gives you, you know, even if you just do five or 10 minutes a day, you know, or something like that, and, and just try to incorporate, you know, some kind of quiet time, um, you know, you don't have to do an hour of meditation sitting cross legged, you know, chanting and that exactly. kind of thing yeah it's <laughs> like any way you yes, can weave and I have into a, your day i have
1: a five minute morning um, ritual on my instagram page that's just five minutes and it includes one minute of meditation so you just do these five things for one minute each and you take note of your anxiety levels before you start and then five minutes later anxiety levels drop at least three or four points so it's really effective even just five minutes
0: Right. Any, any amount, even just starting out with that is great. If you can squeeze in five minutes, that's perfect. Well, it's been so awesome to chat with you. Our, our time's almost up. It's, it's so fun to catch up, and I love keeping in touch with everybody on social and seeing what they're doing, and I'm just was so happy to see this book come out and i was really impressed when i started reading it and i managed to get a copy before the interview like the actual physical copy you know first i just got the pdf and then i was able to get the book and be able to read through it so i mean i know no one's really traveling right now but people can find you on your website liana warner gray it's w-e-r-n-e-r-g-r-a-y and hopefully you'll be doing maybe some courses or you take clients and answer people's questions, they can just get you that way. Is that the best?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Just send me a message online on social media. I have I do a one-on-one practice or also group coaching as well.
0: Oh, you do group coaching like on Zoom?
1: On Facebook.
0: On Facebook?
1: Amazing. Private. Privately. Oh <laughs> yeah.
0: Great. Well everybody, if you're out there listening, you wanna reach Liana. She's an amazing voice out there and sharing a great message. Anxiety free with food. And Liana, thank you so much for joining us today on UnityOnlineRadio.org.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio,
1: the voice of an awakening world.